welcome to Enterprising, a podcast from Enterprise Bank and Trust that's empowering business leaders, one conversation at a time. We'll hear from different business leaders about how they've found success in cultivating their professional networks and keeping them healthy and strong. I'm your host, Alana Mueller, an entrepreneurial executive leader whose primary focus is to connect, inspire, and empower community. We at Enterprise Bank and Trust thank you for tuning in to another episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Enterprising. So glad to have you all with us today, and I'm especially glad to have with us here in the studio, Chris Ayub. Chris serves as president of Real Manage with over 20 years of leadership experience. He joined the company in 2014 with an emphasis on operations and mergers and acquisitions. And since joining Real Manage, the company has received the honor of being named four times to Inc.'s 5,000s list of fastest growing private companies in America. Amazing. Chris, welcome to Enterprising. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here today. Well, I'm so grateful to have you and to get a chance to know you and and to share your story with our listeners. Let's start. I'd love to hear a little bit about Real Manage and a little bit about what the company is all about. Absolutely. Thank you. So Real Manage is an HOA management firm. We manage homeowner and condo associations, and we operate in 18 states. We're the third largest nationally. What makes us unique is we do own our own and operate our own proprietary software platform. Sierra Connect is what it's known as. And so that's kind of the, a, a nice foundation of uh, being able to operate and kind of control your own destiny with the latest and greatest updates and configurations and such to be able to uh, scale a business in our industry. That's a, it's a, it's a very thriving industry. So that's the basis of, of what we do, managing homeowner and condo associations. And everyone in our company from AR to AP to accounting to community association managers software developers, everyone's involved in our main effort, which is managing community associations. Well, that's so great. It sounds like a a very cool marriage of technology and human interaction. So I think that's that's fabulous. And and that you have your own software, I think is an absolute plus. So very, very cool. Thank you for sharing that. I know that you have been deeply involved in every aspect of Real Manage's business. I'm guessing that establishing, building, and sustaining relationships has played an important role in your success. How did you formulate your approach to networking and what do you do to effectively nurture your own relationship base? And it's a challenge, you know, the busier we get and the more successful we get, it's an ongoing challenge. So I do not do social media platforms. I am on LinkedIn, but I'm not on Facebook or Instagram or any of those types of uh, platforms. So on LinkedIn, I mean, being able to stay involved and and see other people's successes. And I think it's very important in managing a network that when you see someone going through a hard time or a good time to be there for them. And that could just be a quick note to say, hey, I noticed that you just got selected to a board. Congratulations on your success. Or, hey, I'm sorry to hear about the loss. I mean, we're in a, in a world right now where more people are, are passing away. We've got uh, a lot of illnesses and we've got a lot of mental health. Mental health is very important to me. Issues that we're, that we're facing as a nation. And so just making sure that you reach out to people. And so those types of networks are very helpful with capturing some of those key moments. I think every successful individual, it's hard to, especially as you get more success, you need your own personal account management plan. And that's kind of identifying some of the people that are influencers in your network, identifying networks that you want to try to break into. 
you got to really know know who those folks are, and you should be whether it's a hey, it's a once I'm going to text this person once a month just to say hi. I'm going to set up calls with this person once a quarter. I'm going to oh yeah, we go to the same trade shows three times a year. I'm going to make it a point to meet with them at the trade show. So it's really truly understanding where you want to go and what your network is and the networks you want to break into and putting a plan together on how you can effectively communicate. And then the other things that I mentioned, there are things that pop up where you need to make sure that you're there in that person's life during those things. And if someone needs a sounding board or if there's an event that happened, show your support, reach out to them. Don't become so robotic with an account management plan. You definitely need to have one, but that captures 75%. The other 25% is, is life happens for good or for bad. And being there for, for those individuals during those times to show your support. That's how you build relationships, right? It's easy to give everyone a high five when things are going well or status quo, but are you going to be the person who's envious or jealous of their success? And the answer should be no, because that's not effective networking. And or are you going to be the person who's going to be gloating in somebody's troubled times? That's not effective either. So you really need to show, you know, reflect your own light into this world. Absolutely. Uh, you're so right. Oh my gosh. So much to unpack there. I, a I, to unpack, I love your answer. Let me dig in a little bit on a couple of these things. So, so first of all, this notion of a personal account management plan, so cool. Such a great idea. Is that something that you did intentionally or is that something that evolved for you that one day you you looked up and realized you had this thing do you write it down like i have to understand all the aspects of this cuz i think this is like one of the most both strategic and tactical in terms of a you know on the strategic side just recognizing the importance of it but then tactically how do you do this where do you put this information down it's a lot to unpack isn't it yeah i love it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well so part of it is is you only have so much energy that you can give out in a day. And you want to not have energy vampires in your network, okay? So that's rule number one. No energy vampires in your network. Smart. like that expression um, a lot. I'm going to totally steal that from you. <laughs> yes, no energy vampires in your network. That's like the golden rule of, of managing network. I would say it was a necessity. And then it was also kind of this aha common sense moment. Necessity for what I just said. As you get busier and busier, your company gets bigger, your network, your opportunities get grander, more and more kids' activities, family demand. Like You have to be very intentional. You can't just give everyone your energy. And so you need a plan around that. But the reality of it is, is the common sense part that I'm telling you is, is that's how you should operate your business too, internally and externally, right? So client-facing stuff is ways internally, making sure you're having a certain number of checkpoints. Hey, it's anniversaries, it's birthdays, it's quarterly meetings, monthly meetings. And believe me, it's something that I have to improve on on a daily basis because we get busier and busier and the you begin to fall off on the plan. So it's 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 an ever-living document that you just got to constantly tweak. But yeah, so it's like, okay, why wouldn't I approach my... I mean, it's all business in the sense of you're leveraging a network to make your business more successful. Sure. What you do professionally, personally, professionally. What I hear you saying is that this is, so many people think of networking as kind of an ancillary sidebar thing that maybe they engage in. And, you know, of course, to me, 
it is just part and parcel of life. For me, I can't get away from it. I don't want to get away from it. It's it's incorporated into everything I do. But I know that's kind of unique. But you're describing exactly that, that you recognize the importance of incorporating your network really into just your daily operations. This is not a special a special activity. This is part of normal operating procedure for what you do in business and in life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Love that. The, the, the other thing that you said that I, I just want to come back to, if I may, is you talked about the importance of being there for people in the good times and the bad times. And I just I just want to commend you for that, not only as a concept, but really living your truth when it comes to to recognizing people's needs and, and the importance of well-being and, and a healthy lifestyle. Too frequently, just as you described, we don't want to sort of highlight people's successes because somehow there's a false sense that it diminishes our own, or we don't want to highlight when people are going through a challenging time because we don't want to hurt them further. But the fact that you show up for people and you simply say, I know you're going through a, a time, what a good, bad, or otherwise, I just want to say, I see you and I, and I hear you and I'm here for you. I think that's a really beautiful concept. And I can only imagine that that's really meaningful to your contact base, that, that when you reach out to people, again, in whatever kind of time they're going through, that you're building social capital that money cannot purchase, that you really are showing people that there's a human side to these relationships and and networking opportunities. Thank you. And I mean, you know, as individuals, every human being has insecurities. I don't care if you're Warren Buffett or name the next billionaire, Richard Branson. We all have insecurities. Every one of us has insecurities and we can't let those dictate our actions. I mean, that's kind of like overcoming your fears. I mean, you're afraid someone's going to be better than you, but they're not you, though. You are uniquely designed to contribute a certain thing to this world. And we need to focus more on kind of lifting each other up rather than tearing each other down. And when you go through a hard time, I mean, I, I've gone the last year and my half of my life, I've gone through quite a bit myself. And you really realize quickly who's there for you, right? Sure. You, you I bet. I bet you remember, uh, you remember who's reached out to you, I'm guessing. Yeah. When people are personally benefiting from your success at times. You see this with celebrities and professional athletes, right? Look how big their entourage is. Professional athletes tears their ACL and in two or three years doesn't have the same kind of funds and notoriety that they once had. They go through a huge spell of depression and have a lot of mental health battles because all these people who they thought were friends, they went through a downtime and they left them. So just remember that. I mean, treat people the way you wish to be treated. We were talking about the golden rule earlier. That's 100%. Beautiful. That's exactly right. And if you're going through a hard time, people reaching out and just saying, hey, just it doesn't need to be much, but just say, hey, I'm letting you know, I'm just thinking about you. And if you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out and be genuine about that, right? Like one of my pet peeves is someone saying, I'm going to pray for you. I'm praying for you, you know, and they don't, right? And so if you're going to say something, be true to your word, because there's no quicker way to lose credibility in networking than to be like, Hey, I'll call you next week. Oh, let's get together for lunch. I'll reach out to you and you never do. Or say, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. And you're really not. You'll quickly get figured out on that Yeah, one. you can certainly sense people's authenticity and, and sincerity level. So I completely appreciate that. I want to shift gears a little bit. I want to uncover for our listeners another side to your life. And I think it will be meaningful, Chris, to our listeners to know that you are a distinguished Iraqi freedom combat veteran, having completed over 60 combat missions, which is unbelievable. And I want to first say thank you for your service. Thank you. Just remarkable. 
I want to ask you this. In what ways did networking serve as a factor for you as a member of the military? And, and how does it continue to shape your interactions today? Well, so, you know, when it, the networking side, when you share a commonality with somebody, okay, so it could be just something that you both, you both did, people did. So for me, wearing the uniform, right? I have a common ground with that group. And I encourage people who are veterans, other veterans want to network with you. They do. There's an automatic, we have something in common. We, we can share a couple stories. Then you get even further like, yes, I served in this branch and you served in the same branch. Wow, cool. Or, hey, I was in Iraq. Okay, what year? Oh, yeah, 2006. I was there too. Where were you at? So put yourself out there a little bit and you know, don't talk so much about yourself about, hey, auto repeat. Hey, I'm this, I'm that, blah, 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 blah. And by the way, did I tell you that I did this and I did that? No. But put yourself out there a little bit about, oh, okay, well, try to, in our nation period, we need to do a better job of this. Try to find some commonalities with people. That's my challenge to anyone listening today. Go find some commonalities. Like, if it's a veteran and you're a veteran, go do that. If it's if, if, if you're a banker, go find someone else who's in banking as well, too. Go find some commonalities and you'll quickly see like, you know, that or, hey, you know, th- there's a reason why there's alumni networking because there's a commonality that's there. So I, I would say that it's helped me tremendously because many of the mentors I've had in my life came from a commonality, whether that was something relating to sports or whether that's something relating to being in the military. But absolutely, it, it, it automatically relaxes people and there's a sense of trust and credibility there that allows you to be able to mutually benefit from each other's networks. Sure. Well, I mean, just the shared experience, a shared set of interests, a common understanding. So you're absolutely right. And and you're you're right. It could be anything. It could be where are you from or you know, what kind of food do you like? So, you know, the fact that, especially from a a military perspective, that you understand a military lifestyle, a combat lifestyle, uh, being overseas, you know, and again, going all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, sort of the good, the bad, and the otherwise, right? So I think that's a, a really wonderful way to connect with people. So so thank you for that. You know, I'd love to ask you, is there a, can, can you think of maybe even one interaction or a relationship that you have with, you've had or have with somebody that resulted in a personal breakthrough for you, personally or professionally? Yeah, so I'm going to share two. So one, we got back to this commonality thing. I was in a men's group Bible study. So there's one commonality. And two, there was a gentleman that was there named Wade Myers, who was the co-founder of Real Manage, along with Chris O'Neill, who's, who's two gentlemen that I think the world of greatly admire. They founded the company together back in 2004. And Wade and I hit it off. And, you know, he again, we're in a Bible study together, military background, great commonality. He's very entrepreneurial. And he, uh, he said, I got to introduce you to my co-founder. Well, that led me to Chris O'Neill. And then that led me to where, you know, that the path I'm at right now with, with Real Manage. So that was an amazing breakthrough. Number two is, is I was, when I got out of, I, I, got, I got injured in the service in 2012, 2013, I was, I was medically discharged and I, and then I got a, I, uh, I got a job at KPMG. And we were implementing financial controls for Walmart International. And I was 
boots on the ground, as they say, in Bentonville, Arkansas, working at Walmart International. And there was an independent uh, contractor that Walmart International had hired that wasn't with KPMG. And uh, a gentleman named Ron Day. Ron is a, a ter- terrific, terrific man. And there was some, the commonality there was is, is he used to work for, you know, McDonnell Douglas. Right. So he used to work for Mr. McDonald. So there was that kind of a lot of, you know, aviation and military and stuff. And he, he was automatically drawn to wanting to help me as a mentor. And so he said, hey, I used to work for a guy named John Gardner who used to work at McDonnell Douglas. He was John's chief of staff. And John was also on the White House cabinet. John wrote a book called Self-Renewal. And Ron told me, hey, I want you to get a sheet of paper. I want you to fold it into eighths and, and get a pencil. And every time you have a ha, aha moment, I want you to write it down. And in my head, I'm thinking, an aha moment and folding a sheet of paper eight times and carrying on a pen. Okay. But like, that was kind of like one of those things where you got to be, you got to put your, you, you've got to, you got to try. Like, go with it. Go with it. Go with it. Let's go with this. <laughs> and so, all my life prior to that, whether I was in the military or not, society trains us at, at least my generation, right? I'm 41. It was a lot of, when you grow up, what are you going to be? A lawyer, a pilot, a firefighter, a cop, a banker. You know, what are you going to be? But it was all specialty stuff. It was never like, I'm going to be a generalist. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be a, a good at a lot of different things, but I might not be the best at any one of them. So in the military, you know, a lot of it is when you're at the, when you're leading a unit, it's very generalist work. And that's where I thrived. But when it came down to a specialist thing, I missed the general side of leading. And so very often I was always caught up. I got to be the best at this. I got to be the best at that. And, and so uh, Ron gave his book and I had this realization and self-renewal that I was a generalist and not a specialist. And from that moment on, I had a lot more clarity on who God designed me to be versus who I needed to please society to be so that I could be successful in the eyes of others versus how I would view myself, right? Wow. And that's certainly an aha moment, right? Yeah. Major. Had Had I not been, you know, looking for opportunities to network at Walmart and really kind of that like I wouldn't have had that personal breakthrough. No, no way, right? I would have maybe maybe a few years down the road, but no question, I, I owe a lot of my success to to those moments, right? So fabulous, and and what's so great about it, especially the one you described about the founders of Real Manage, is that you weren't looking for that job. I mean, maybe I don't know what your what your employment status was at the time, but you didn't go to Bible study looking for a job. You didn't engage with these two individuals because you were looking for a job. It came to you because you earned it through relationships, and and they got to know you at a, at a very human level. Again, based on common interests, a shared experience, and it's so great. I, I think that our best moments often come as a result of these unexpected interactions, uh, where we're not looking for anything in particular, but the rewards, the benefits that we reap as a result of those relationships are immense. They're immeasurable. So that, that's great. I want to, our time is coming to an end. I, I want to conclude with a question that I just love to ask my guests. And it is this, if you could meet with anybody for a networking interaction, whether somebody living, somebody not living, fictional, non-fictional, who would it be and why? Jesus. 
Oh, okay. That was, you don't want to think about that one? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. My talk- favor, that's why. No. Okay. That's, that's a, that's a very good, quick, direct answer. I just love that. I just love that. And it seems that in some ways you've, you sort of have come to know who that person is already. Amen. Yes. That's really beautiful. Really beautiful. Well, I have loved getting to know you. I just, um, you provided so many, for me, aha moments, even in in the few minutes that we spent together. And I know that our listeners will get uh, that much more. So so thank you for that. Tell our listeners a little bit more about where they can go to learn about you and about Real Manage. All right. So I'm not on any social media platform. So other than LinkedIn, so LinkedIn would be a spot where, where we could connect at, through that network. And then uh, Real Manage, the website, realmanage.com. And then uh, any of our, you know, uh, doing business as affiliates would be on there as well, too, that you'd be able to connect with. That's terrific. Chris Ayub, thank you so much for joining us today on Enterprising. My honor. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Enterprising. Be sure to visit our website, enterprisebank.com slash podcast to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in today's program, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling a friend about us. Enterprising, powering business leaders, one conversation at a time. The views expressed by enterprising presenters or guests are those of the presenter or guest and not necessarily of Enterprise Bank and Trust or its affiliates. All content of this podcast and any related materials are for informational purposes only. Enterprise Bank and Trust does not make any warranty, express or implied, including warranties of merchantability and fitness for a particular purpose, and specifically disclaims any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of any information presented. Enterprise Bank and Trust is not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this podcast. All statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.